Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you'll enjoy. We're singing that song, I exalt thee. I'm thinking about Isaiah. I saw the Lord high and lifted up. High and lifted up, and His train filled the temple. The angels were going, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Took the coals off the altar. Man, oh man, God is so good. Praise the Lord. We're so glad you're here today. Welcome to December. Twenty twenty one. And uh, you may not be some of you watching online from different parts around the world. <laughs> Seventy five degrees and sunshine and getting your suntan on. I don't hear anybody complaining, but I like a little cooler weather myself, but that's just me. But thank God for December 2021, and He didn't bring you this far to just bring you this far. You hear what I'm saying? Look back over the last two years, He didn't bring us this far just to bring us this far. And, but I thank God for December, and I am just proclaiming that we're going to celebrate Christmas. We're going to start early and keep going. Amen? And we're starting today. We'll be back here at 5 o'clock this evening looking for excuses to get together. I said looking for excuses to get together. I'm not going to stop doing that. And I thank God. And I, you know, I want to start this morning with sharing my heart with you about Christmas then and Christmas now. Because there's just so many parallels. And boy, I hope you can be here for the next couple of weeks, next two or three weeks, and as we lay this out. And uh, boy, I tell you, there's so much I wanted to say and want to say, and I can't do it in just one week. And I've got a prophetic leaning for this morning as, as we were worshiping that was birthed as well. That's going to be very specific for some of you, but next week in, in particular, uh, there are some things about Christmas that uh, are very, very relevant to us now as we talk about Christmas then and Christmas now and, and how to protect our families. I'm seeing some things I've never seen before that are so important. So important. So please try to join with us over these next few weeks because I've got some divine insight, I believe, as I meditated on this and read the Christmas story again and again and again. And, you know, you can never explore fully the depth of the Word of God. You can think, I have preached that. I have said everything in the world you can say about it. I don't know what else to say. And then you read it, and then there's something else that God, by His Spirit, will show you. And so I hope you can join me over these next few weeks as we talk about Christmas then and Christmas now. So go ahead, and, if you would, and turn to Luke chapter 1. And in a minute, we'll get to Luke chapter 1. But you know, when you, you think about Christmas and all that goes with it and, and all that, that is a part of it, you know, you, can't add, you, know, you wonder, why, why send Jesus? Why was it even necessary? I'll tell you why. And we're not in your, we're not, I'm glad you asked me that question. We're not in your notes yet. We'll get there. 
I'll tell you why. Because how many of you know that the Scripture says that God is love? Amen. That's in the Bible. It's in your Bible. And here's what I've discovered about love. Love can't help but reach out. How many of your parents or grandparents? Wave. I don't care how old your kids are. I don't care how young they are. If they are hurting, you love them, and you're going to try some way, somehow, to reach out to them. And you may not even be a parent, may not be a grandparent, but you've got people in your life that you love. Love cannot help, it can't help itself. But, but, but to, to reach out. That's why God sent Jesus. It's, it, listen, Christmas is a celebration of the fact that God is not absent or uncaring. Amen. He is not distant and He is not inaccessible. Jesus came to where we live. And you know what that tells me? Grace came looking for you and me. And you better be glad that grace came looking for you and not the law. Because every one of us and every one of you watching, we need grace in our lives. I needed it this week. If you're honest, you did too. <laughs> Thank God for it. God reached out to us. Jesus came seeking us. He didn't wait for us to come seeking Him. He came looking for us. That is good preaching, Brother Scotty. I'm telling you, that puts a whole different light on Christmas. Christmas says, they need me and I'm going to help. But there had to be, and we this, this week the Supreme Court, as you know, heard oral arguments on uh, the abortion issue. And uh, Christmas is a demonstration of just how important that is. Because, uh, connect the dots with me this morning. There had to be conception for there to be life. Yes, yes. And there had to be life in order for there to be a sacrificial death. And there had to be a death <laughs> for there to be a resurrection. Without Christmas, none of that takes place. Jesus came because the law could, could guide us and it could restrain us. I'm not in my notes yet if you're looking. But it could not rescue us and it could not reconcile us, and it could not transform us. It took the grace of God manifested in that baby, in that manger, glory be to God, to transform us and change us from glory to glory. Would you take a moment and give God praise that Jesus came? <laughs> praise the Lord. So let's look at Luke chapter 1. Now I'm going to read all this and... You know, it's, I don't believe we should ever apologize for reading a lot of Scripture. 
I mean, my goodness, people are like, well, I've got to read a lot of Scripture today. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. We need the Word of God. Luke chapter 1. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Got to go there. Boy, that was awesome. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her. And said, Hail thou, hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at this saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Whew. Got to stop. Look at your neighbor right now and say, You found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be? seeing I know not a man. The angel answered and said unto her, Ooh, hallelujah, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. <laughs> now that's what it would have been like if there was a charismatic Pentecostal angel. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Amen. My goodness, this will preach. Amen. It's hard to get through it without stopping. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Randy, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Al, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Susan, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Drew, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Anthony, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Nothing, nothing, nothing shall be impossible. Life Church. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. The tabernacle, nothing shall be impossible. We're going to have church under you, tabernacle. And I'm believing for it to be in 2022. Hallelujah. <laughs> for with God, nothing shall be impossible. I'm telling you, that promise is taking root in some of you watching. I feel it stirring in your spirit. You've been facing impossibilities. And God is reminding you today, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Boy, let that thing come alive in you. Don't be afraid to put an anchor in that. What verse was I in? I got to preaching in 30 what? For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said... 
Behold the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. If you didn't do anything else this Christmas but live right there in that, it would transform your life. She said, be it unto me according to thy word. The angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice, <laughs> a loud voice, and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. They had a prophetic prayer meeting under the anointing of the Holy Spirit right there, right there. Now here is, as I was worshiping today, I was reminded, and I believe this is prophetic for many of you, many of you watching. And God is saying, you're going to come into a time during the holidays when you're going to have a choice to first react in the flesh with what you say or second, react in the Spirit, the same Spirit that sent Jesus to the earth, that Spirit of love, you're going to be able to, re to react in judgment or you're going to be able to react in grace. And God is saying, I'm going to give you a word <laughs> that will be transforming. Just like the witness of the Spirit was in Elizabeth, I'm going to give you a word to release into an atmosphere that may not look like it's what you've been believing for, but you're going to transform it by the same power of the Spirit that Elizabeth did when she said, oh, she got filled with the Holy Spirit, and then she spoke out of that. So here is that word. Be mindful of what spirit you speak out of over this next month and over these next weeks. Because you're going to have an opportunity to prophetically release the heart of God. How many of you are willing to say yes, Lord, to that? Say, that's me. Say, yes, Lord. God's going to help you see some things and speak some things like... Like, like they did. My goodness, they had a prophetic prayer meeting. They saluted. Uh, Elizabeth heard that, that salutation. That babe leaped in her womb. She was filled with the Holy Ghost. And then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, woman, women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears... The babe looped in my, leaped in my womb for joy. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to release a prophetic word into a heart and into a life. And the Spirit of God is going to leap inside of somebody else. Can you hear what I'm saying? God is... I don't know how to... so frustrating to try to get out what you know God's put in. God's going to use you to stir His Spirit inside a heart and a life. 
as you are sensitive to it. I'm telling you, He's going to give you a word in season. God's going to use you powerfully, church, as we go through this season. My goodness, this is life changing and it's transforming. She spoke out with a loud voice. For as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, that the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she that believed. You ought to underline that. For there shall be a performance of the things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. And then she prophesies. Some of you didn't read that. You've never read this in this light. She prophesied and said, And henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. It'd be easy to look at that and say, Well, how arrogant. Uh-uh, that wasn't arrogant. That was the spirit of the living God. That was Mary agreeing with God. Be it unto me according to your word. I get chill bumps, church. And I, you know, I've been aware that uh, over these last two years, especially in doing what we do, that this has been a time when there's just been a lot of heaviness and a lot of just weightiness and just, you know, I mean... If you watch the news cycle continually, you'll be so weighted down and, and just all these things are going on. And I'm telling you what, in Jesus' name, I just felt like as I was over there in the office this week and just pondering these things all week, and I just felt like God said, listen, I want you to tell my people that it's time to rejoice. Yes. It is time for that spirit of heaviness to be broken and to trade our sorrows for the joy of the Lord. Amen. Christmas is a time to unapologetically rejoice. Christmas then and Christmas now, she said, Mary said this, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. The reason for the season is because it's somebody's birthday. And his name is Jesus. <laughs> Listen. Amen. Listen. Come on. How many of you like a birthday party? I got to tell you. You know, we were able to be together for about just a few days with our kids from California. And uh, Lucy's birthday, our, our granddaughter, his uh, middle granddaughter. Well, I don't know. How do you, how do you tie? Anyway, Lucy's our granddaughter. And her birthday is the first week in January. Well, we don't get to be, be together. So she said, can we just have my birthday party while I'm here? We were like, yeah. Let's have a party. Let's have an early party. And let's celebrate her. And let's let her know how much we love her. And let's let her know how, how, how beautiful she is and how much she means to us. And so we just had a birthday party in December for her birthday that's going to be in January. 
Listen, it's time to celebrate the birth of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And listen, I'm going to tell you, I am not against Santa Claus. I'm not against the elves. I'm not against the reindeer. I'm not against any of that. But it isn't Santa Claus' birthday. It's not Rudolph's birthday. It's Jesus' birthday. Let's celebrate the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Glory be to God. And I know, you know, it gets so easy, it can become so easy to get cynical. And, but I, res, I refuse the old spirit of Scrooge. Blah, blah, blah. And you know, back, a while back, it's been years ago. Man, I had some people, they got so mad at me. I can't believe I came up in that church and you got a Christmas tree up in there. And don't you know about the pagan order? I said, let me tell you something. Hold it, hold it, hold it. The devil didn't make trees. God did. And I got news for you. Jesus is the light of the world. So you can, listen, the pagans can do whatever they want. But I got news for you. Jesus hung on a tree for my redemption. I'm going to celebrate. I'm not going to be. And, and listen, that's like the rainbow flag. God created the rainbow. These other cultures can't have it. You're not going to hijack what God created. I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to sing. I'm going to put me some lights up on the tree. I'm going to walk through some of these stores where everybody's swarming all over each other, singing, Joy to the world. The Lord is come. It's a birthday party. And I refuse to let culture, and boy, we're going to get into this even more next week. I pray you can be here because it's going to get serious. I refuse to let culture hijack the good things of God. Not going to do it. I thank God that we can live in a place and most places in the world. And and I know people maybe not paying attention to it, but we can go through it and hear them singing. He comes to make his blessings known. For as the curse is found, going through Walmart or wherever it is, Singing and praising God. And in a culture that has become increasingly secular, where it is politically incorrect to even mention the name of the Lord, oh my goodness, don't offend somebody. I think it's awesome that Christmas brings some of the greatest truths of the gospel to light in public. So... I'm going to sing, I'm going to shout, I'm going to celebrate. And I know you sing, but Brother Scotty, you talking about all that commercialism with all, listen, and let, and let me tell you, don't go into a bunch of debt just to buy a bunch of stuff that'll be old in two weeks. We have to guard against that. And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't have any problems with People, if you want to do Santa Claus or not do Santa Claus, we've got different feelings about that. I don't, you know, I, Lord, when we were, when our boys were that age, you know, judges for this if you want to, but we, we kind of did it for a little while until it got so old that I was trying to trick them one night and I got up on the roof. <laughs> Matthew looked over at Ryan and said, Dad's on the roof again. I said, okay, time, time for that. Cut that. I was a big kid, so you know, I was trying to. But I thank God. 
I'm going to tell you something. I thank God Jesus came. Sometimes we forget this. I am having so much fun this morning. There was 400 years of silence between the old and the new. But I'm telling you, <laughs> it all changed. It all changed when Jesus came. Thus God said, I am silent no longer. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Well, it don't seem like he's the king. Well, I got news for you. The final chapter of his birth hasn't been written yet because he is king of kings and lord of lords and he shall rule and he shall reign and every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah! In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. Is that not powerful? Mm -mm -mm -mm. You know, there's so many parallels. And you know, I know I heard somebody say the other day, Jesus is coming back and it's sooner than you think. But I got to thinking about some of the parallels of what the world was like politically when Jesus was born to our time and season that we're living in right now. Jesus was born into a culture that was twisted with cruelty. There was slavery. There was the murder of innocent children. There was political corruption marked by a paranoid madman who was a ruler. And there was also a backslidden religious nation. That's the climate and the culture that Jesus was born into. And he overcame it all. God has the final word. God has the final authority. So we're going to celebrate. And you know what? And I don't mean this ugly. I don't mean, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I'm just adamant about this. To people who are offended by celebrating Christmas, this is my word to you. Get over it. Amen. Just deal with it. Because we're not going to stop. We're not going to back up. We're not going to ease up. And we're not going to let up. And so the Bible says to rejoice. And you know, one of the things that, <laughs> that rejoicing means to me, we can rejoice because we, during this, this season of the year as we party, I have a word for you. I want you to get under the influence. Come on. Come on. Somebody's like, oh boy, that's just what I was looking for. I like this church. This is where I'm going. Let me finish. Be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. These are not drunk with wine, as you suppose. 
But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. You're going to see dreams and visions. It is a season to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. In our responses, in how he leads us, and in what we say. Checking my time. Praise God, I'm doing good. John 16, 13 says this, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. Romans 8, 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So first of all, Christmas then and Christmas now, they rejoiced and we're going to rejoice. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. You know, I was, I'm, a, I'm well aware that people have been through a lot of pain and heartache. I know that. Believe me, I, 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 well, people are dealing with it now. And I was on the phone with somebody Friday. Lost his mother, which was expected. But then, in just a matter of days, he lost a son. Unexpectedly, he went in just to have an outpatient procedure. And... uh on the phone Friday. And I said, my brother, you know, please know that, that, that so many people in this house love you. We appreciate you. Our hearts are with you. I, I know you're hurting. And he said, you know, I am. He said, but God is good. <laughs> He's with me. He said, I feel it. And then he said, you know, and as I was praying over him, we, we just kind of arrived at this. He said, heaven means more to me now than it ever has before. Is that not a man of God or what? I mean, just to, in the midst of that. And he said, here's the other thing he said. He said, I feel the prayers of the people in my, my family, my church family. That, that, that they're around me. They've reached out to me. And they're caring. And so, it's not always easy to rejoice. But I tell you what, we got a family around us. Mary and Joseph at least had each other. We've got each other. And I know some of you are saying, well, Brother Scotty, my family's not believers, or I don't have people in my family who, who will rejoice with me. Well, God will send you some shepherds. Shepherds out in the field. And the next thing you know, they're there. And they become a part of the family. Aren't you glad God made you a part of a spiritual family in this house? In Jesus' name. What a great thing that is. So, they rejoice. Secondly, this is, let's do what she did. Let's do what Mary did. Mary partnered with God. Did you notice how many times Mary said what he said? Luke one thirty eight. Mary said, Behold the servant of the Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. God said, Mary said. And here's what I want us to get, get into, our, in our, into our spirit. And this is a truth that needs to be stirred in us again. And especially in another younger generation that's coming up. Every day in our lives, we make agreements. Every day. Some good agreements and some not. Agreements can just, we can get caught up 
in things like, well, every time I do so-and-so, so-and-so happens. It never works out for me. Nothing good ever happens. I said this a few weeks ago. Some of you just get older. Well, I tell you what, you know what happens. You get old enough and, and then you retire and then everything falls apart. In the name of Jesus, stop releasing those agreements. Mary said what God said. She said, be it unto me according to your word. Every day in our life we make agreements. Agreeing is forming a partnership. That's what it means. Have you ever heard somebody come out of a, especially if you know anything about college football, you know, you'll hear them come out and say, well, we've reached an agreement. Or maybe there's a lawyer speak. They've reached an agreement. That means the sides have gotten together. A contract has been formed. It's signed, sealed, delivered. It's done. Every day of our life, we are making agreements. Agreement, agreeing is forming a partnership. My question is, who are we agreeing with? And here is something that just, I've read this scripture and I never thought about it before. How many of you want God to know that God is walking with you 24-7? Well, here's my question. And this is a scripture. How can two walk together? And you know what I've you know what I found out? I don't need to try to get God to agree with me. I just need to agree with Him. <laughs> and if I'll get in agreement with Him, Mary miracles will manifest in my heart and in my life and in my family and in your heart and in your life and in your family. Every day we make agreements. How can two walk together unless they are in agreement? If we want God to walk with us, it's up to us to get in agreement with Him. Man was the only being that was not created by the spoken word. Because God actually created us by breathing some of who He is into the bodies that He created for us. We are made from who God is. He is in our DNA and we are wired to be like God. Our agreements become the force that guide us, that sets our boundaries and empowers or disempowers our life. I was talking with Susan yesterday. And I've noticed this. Don't ask me how, but I have. But as, as, as we've gotten older, I was telling her, I said, some of these clothes don't fit right. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, and it's not because my body's changing. I said, these people just don't know how to make clothes anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus I refuse to give in to the spirit of the world or to set my agreement. Yes, are we going to age? Yes, we're going to age, but we don't have to get old. Come on, church. There's power in agreement. 
Our agreements become the force that guides us, sets our boundaries, and empowers or disempowers our life. But here's the thing. We need to make agreeing with God a lifestyle. Not just once in a while. It's time to focus on agreement. Open our mouth and expect great things from God. Let me give you some words. Psalm 119.89 Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. God will not alter what he has said. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. What God said is already established. Now it's up to us. What are we going to say about it? We're going to have to live a life that says, God says and I say. Oh, it's so quiet. So folks, let me tell you what. This is our time to make some agreement expectations that it's going to put God at the center of our life. Believe this is a defining moment. Our prophetical, pivotal season of life. And I'm calling it a tipping point. And so here's what I've discovered. Blessing and cursing are actually forms of prophesying. If some people said to us the things that we say to ourselves, we'd punch them right in the mouth. Because we'd call it cursing. Because they use a curse word. But we can use curse words that aren't curse words. Begin to curse ourselves. To curse our futures. That is agreement. I am going to do what Mary said. Be it unto me according to your word. I want to ask you something. Has God given you a promise? Has he given you a verse? Has He given you verses? Has He spoken something to your heart? Has He stirred something? Has He given you that expectation? Then be it unto me according to your word, Lord. Be it unto us in this house, in your family, in whatever it is that you're dealing with, be it unto us according to your word. Blessing and cursing are actually forms of prophesying. We are speaking the end or the outcome we believe and expect. And you know, we're asking God to bless the situation. We're praying, and then we curse it with the negative prophecies that come out of our fears and our frustrations. And listen, I'm not preaching at you. I've been there, done that. And had to realize in this Christmas season that it is time to do what Mary said. To do what she did. She declared herself blessed. And so I am declaring that you're blessed. That we're blessed. This house is blessed. Your future is blessed. We're going to rejoice. We're going to be exceeding glad. We're going to experience the goodness of God. We're going to walk in everything God has promised us. We're going to get in agreement with Him each and every day. It is not something that I just do every now and then, but we're going to open our mouth and believe in Jesus' name, just like Mary said, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And as we do that, any of those things that have tried to control us, keep us suppressed, and the limits that they have put on us, that power is broken. And you know what else happens? Here's what I've discovered. When I hear myself doing what she says, be it unto me according to your word, 
You know what else begins to happen? I begin to persuade my heart with the Word of God. I, my heart begins to hear it. I begin to hear it. And I begin to experience it. So, we're going to rejoice. We're going to come back together this evening and rejoice. We're going to eat and have a good time. Experience fellowship together. Enjoy the family of God. Enjoy that fellowship together. We're going to rejoice. We're going to look for reasons to do it. We're not going to back up, ease up, or let up. We're going forward in faith. But not only that, we're going to release the spoken word of God over our hearts, over our lives. How many of you have something in your life right now that looks like an impossibility? All right, I got, we got, we got a couple things right now that, that seem like an impossibility. Would you stand up wherever you are? Just stand up right there where you are. Now, Lord, I ask you to infuse us with a fresh vision for the power of agreement. We want to do what Mary did, and that is agree with our God. I feel hope rising. I sense expectation rising. Father, I know Susan and I, this is... This is where we have been and this is where we have walked and this is what we're walking through. But Jesus, I thank you. <laughs> For with God, nothing shall be impossible. That is our declaration and that is our point of agreement. And now, Father, I thank you for the expectation that we live in not based on, not based on what we see in the natural, but what you have spoken and what you have said. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh God. And we set ourselves this day to boldly declare, we shall walk with you because we shall be in agreement. Now, I thank you for provision, for the vision. I thank you, Lord, for manifesting not only in the financial realm, but in the, uh, the realm of the soul, in the realm of, of, of Father, family, in the realm of those that are in that prodigal box, in the realm of those, Father God, that uh, may seem so far away in Jesus' name, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Amen. Now, Lord, I thank you that we gather as family and there is power in agreement. Where two shall agree... As touching anything, it shall be done. Lord, I thank you that we're in agreement that we're healed. We are delivered, we are set free, and we are blessed. Oh, we're going we're gonna to do like Mary. We're going to do like Elizabeth. We're going to prophesy according to your word. Oh, Holy Spirit, I thank you for the most uh, anointed season of us being under the influence that we've ever had in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, now, I release it for the people who are standing, facing impossible situations. Now, thank you, Father God, that you have given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these we might be partakers 
of the divine nature. Now, Jesus, we're going to walk with you, and we're going to talk with you, and we're going to say what you say. Even as we are fully free to express our needs, we're also fully free to express the solution. We give you thanks for that, Father God. And I thank you for a great season of victory to end 2021. We're not going out with a whimper and into 2022 with a whimper. We're going out with a shout and we're going into the next year with a shout of victory on our lips. No matter what the enemy has devised to come against us, Father, I thank you that its power is broken right now by the Word of God. And so we release that Word now in Jesus' name. Just stay steady in the presence of the Lord. During the worship this morning, the Lord spoke to my heart. And he said, blessings are coming to your house. My provisions and blessings are coming to your house. And I thought about it, but he said, this year. This year. This year. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we receive your blessings and your provision for all these people that are standing with the need here. We thank you that your blessings are coming upon them, overtaking them. We thank you, Lord God, that the powerful anointing of your presence is bigger than their problems. Let them see beyond their needs and see the pouring of your blessings upon them. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Let's all stand up. I tell you what, everybody needs to get in on this. Boy, Fred, as you were saying that, I'm going to tell you what stirred in my spirit. There's some of you that you've been able to give, but you've not been able to give like you want to be able to give. And I know it. There is a desire in your heart to be greater givers than you've ever been before. And that's what, that's what I'm trying to convey here. When God spoke to Mary, this blessing also, hear me now, in some ways it had a burden with it. There were some things she was going to have to walk through. But, he had such a marvelous plan that as she got in agreement with that plan, <laughs> she was able to prophesy over herself knowing that she was going to go through a pregnancy that was going to be questioned by a lot of people. She was able to walk through that knowing generations are going to call me blessed. They're not going to call me cursed. They're going to call me blessed. How many of you would like to be, and I know... I, I, I want to be greater givers than we've ever been. Greater sowers than we've ever been. And so I know some of you are thinking, you know what, I'm doing pretty good. We're pretty comfortable. You know, God's been good to us, and I thank God for that, but it's been good and I've been comfortable. But I'm here to tell you, God is saying, I want you to agree with me. And here's the word I heard, Fred, as you were saying. And God is saying, I want you to start agreeing with me for abundance. Because I'm telling you, I am believing for us to write the biggest checks we've ever written. I am believing for us to make the greatest impact we've ever made. To see the greatest move of the Spirit of God. 
to build that tabernacle and to see our community impacted, to see our church impacted. And, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Just, just remember this, too. Mary, she said, I'm going to be favored and blessed. And then she said, generations. She got generational in her prophetic release. Why does God want to bless you with abundance? Because He wants to build something, and this is just one example here, that not only will we experience, but generations coming after us will. He wants to do a work in your ministry, in your family, in your home that will impact generations. And we can't do that without abundance. We start where we are. I'm not waiting for that. But I want to be the biggest givers we've ever been. If you are, would, would, uh, would want to join Susan and I in thanking God for abundance, would you just lift your hand and let us pray over you? Father, now in Jesus' name, Susan and I, we just agree. Oh, hallelujah. You are El Shaddai. You are not El Cheapo. We receive by faith that you are a mighty God. Now, Lord, we ask, we ask in our hearts, Lord, we, we're not interested in the spirit of materialism. We're not interested in, in, in the spirit of the world, Father. We want to make a lasting impact for the kingdom of Almighty God on the nations of the earth. And so I speak abundance into this house. Boy, I tell you what, this thing is stirring. You just got to give me a minute, church. I speak abundance into this house, and I bind that spirit of poverty. I bind the curse of poverty and lack. Lord, I, I am just sensing the desire of people to say, God, I want to be the biggest giver I've ever been. I want to do more than I've ever done. I want to impact the kingdom of God and the things that are uh, God puts on my heart more than I ever have. In Jesus' name, we agree. And here is what is going to come out of our mouth. And some of you watching online, oh, God is stirring this word. Begin to say and begin to thank God. Get in agreement with Him and say, Lord, I thank you for abundance. I want every giver in this house to wave at me right now. Say, that's me. I'm a giver. Now, let me tell you what. If you're a giver, here needs to be your point of agreement. Give. And it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Press down. Shaken together and running over. So that generations will call us blessed. Generations will call us blessed. Children. Grandchildren. Great-grandchildren. And on and on it goes. So Father, right now, I thank you. There's some that are out of work. They need a job. Some have been forced out by governmental controls in Jesus' name. I thank you not just for a job, a better job better paying job in Jesus name we will not be intimidated by the enemy but we will stand our ground and boldly declare my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus I thank you for more money uh, in uh, the, the end of this year and next year than we've ever had before in the history of our family our church our ministry 
uh, every outreach in Jesus' name, every missionary will be greater funded than they've ever been before. And we're going to see it. Now, Father, I pray for all of those who are, are making decisions about their future with their business, with their family. Now, Lord, I ask you to lead and guide and direct and give us wisdom. And, Father, we just agree that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. This is our point of agreement. Just like Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. Here's what you said. The steps of the righteous are ordered by God. So, therefore, we run into the right people. We walk in the right situations. We are led by your spirit, whether it's to minister, whether it's to give or to receive, that we are led by your spirit into those places. And Father, I thank you. I thank you for increase. I said, I thank you for increase and for abundance. We shall not lack, we shall not be limited, for you are our provision. You are our provider. You are our Jehovah Jireh. Now, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. But I tell you what, not only that, I, I feel not only is, is this a, uh, is something that's going to happen in the, in the financial and physical realm, but also in the spiritual realm, you're going to have what you need to impart when you need it. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. And he'll give it. So therefore you have wisdom. You have knowledge. You have understanding. And you see deeper than other people do. You're not normal. You're supernatural. And so Father I thank you now for that. And I thank you for a heart in this place. That longs to go after you and after the things of you. And so therefore, Father, we thank you and we receive this word today. Between now and the end of this year, we're going to experience the blessings of Almighty God. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Abundance, blessing upon top of blessing. We will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible, Glenn, nothing. And everything, listen, I know some of you are thinking, what in the world has gotten into you? The Word of God. I declare in Jesus' name and I decree that everything Al sets his hand to, he shall prosper. Everything I set my hand to shall prosper. Even when it looks like it's not prospering, it's going to prosper. And so, Father, we just simply set ourselves in agreement. And, Lord, while we have to, we have to deal with things as, a, as the years progress, I thank you this. I thank you for this, too. <laughs> We're going to rise up and be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Let's speak to our bodies. Come on, church. I'm, I'm, we're having church for just a minute, so you're just going to you're just have to bear with me. I want you to say with me, I speak to my body. In Jesus' name. Body, Body. come on, everybody say it. Body, Body. you are in sync sync. with your supernatural, supernatural. born again again. spirit. Spirit. Sickness and disease disease. cannot Cannot. dwell in you you. and stay in you. you. Be gone in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. My youth is renewed. My strength is renewed. 
and I mount up with wings as eagles in Jesus' name. I agree with you, Lord, by the stripes of Jesus. I am healed. I am whole. I am strong in the Lord and the power of His might. With long life, He shall satisfy me and show me His salvation. Amen. I want... I got, I got to say this. I got to say this. I got to say this. And I'm, I want, when you hear me say this, don't misinterpret it. I'm not against anybody who has a ministry of healing. I'm all for that. For, you know, go to a meeting. Go, but I, let me tell you something. The greatest healing power that is available to you is what you just did and what you just spoke and what you're able to walk in Listen, a healing evangelist, and I'm all for them, so don't misunderstand me. I think that's great. But a healing evangelist can't be with you 24-7. But I got news. This can. I mean, it is available to us 24-7. I thank God for the power of agreement. I thank God we're able to get together. I thank God for people that pray for me when I'm hurting. I need it. I cherish it. There, listen, and there are times, as any, have any, oh, I don't want to ask. You ever been so, felt so bad that you literally couldn't pray for yourself? I mean, you just, you didn't have the strength. Well, I know there are times when the Holy Spirit will put you on somebody's heart. Or somebody on your heart because you literally don't have the strength to speak. But you know what? That Word of God is still working in you even in those times when you don't. Mary sent that Word into her future. I'm sending the Word of God into our future. I'm sending the Word of God into the future of this house. I'm sending the Word of God into your future. And so I just want you to know you have authority. Dominion. I see the resters back there, healed and healthy and delivered. And a good report. A good report. Who shall believe? What report? The report of the Lord. She got the report of the Lord. She's healed in Jesus' name. And here's what I, man, I, I sensed it in my spirit. And I just felt like God said, my people have been beat down and beat down and beat down and beat down. One bad report after another bad report and another bad report. It is time for them to rise up and declare the report of the Lord. So I declare in Jesus' name, and listen, people misread this, but you know, they think, well, everything's just so easy in your life. Let me tell you. You may have to find things to focus on, but here's what I'm saying. No matter what's going on around us, by according to the Word of God, we are overcomers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was this, this week, I don't know. <laughs> Linda Johnson used to sing a song. Linda, if you're watching, we love you. Our heart is with you. Linda used to sing a song, and it just rose up inside of me this week, and I was riding around in my truck singing, the battle's not over till I win. I'm more than a conqueror through him. Thanks be to God who gives me the victory. The battle's not over till I win. Amen. That's a simple song, but I tell you what, it's a powerful, powerful.
powerful truth. So church, praise God for the Word of God and for our agreement with Him. How many of you are going to be in agreement with the Word of God? Speak that Word. Agree with that Word. Release that Word in Jesus' name. Now, we'll be back at 5. Let's bow real quickly, though. Is there anybody here today? Maybe you've never made Jesus Lord, or, or maybe you've gotten away from Him. Maybe there are things going on in your life right now that are just screaming at you. I don't understand. God, what are you doing? Where are you? Jesus, you came, and I celebrate your birth, but where are you now? If that's you, and you need prayer today. Would you just lift your hand and let me pray over you? Maybe you're watching online. Mm, I see that hand, yes. Keep those hands lifted up. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, for those that are questioning what is going on in their lives, and God, where are you? And do I even know you? I agree now and I ask and I pray for the divine intervention of the Holy Spirit on their behalf. Let your spirit invade their lives, Father. And I want us all, I tell you what, let's do this. All of us pray this prayer out loud together. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And we invite you, Jesus, into every place in our lives. Jesus, everybody say it. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Thank You for dying for me. Thank You for rising from the dead. And thank You today for inviting me into Your family. Jesus, I confess I'm a sinner. I ask You now, and I thank You for saving me redeeming me, turning my life around, and I receive it now. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said. Now if you prayed that prayer and you're not certain, would you meet with me for just a second after the service today? Would you just walk up here and greet me and say, I don't really know what it means to be a part of a family like that, but I want to be a part of the family of God. I don't want to be left out. I'm walking through some stuff, and I need a family. We're a family here. We'll be back together at 5 o'clock tonight, eating and celebrating, doing what families do. We're going we're gonna to celebrate it, and we're going to rejoice in it, and, and, and we want you to be a part of it. But if that's you, see me right now as soon as we dismiss. But for the rest of you, God bless you. Let's go get ready. Let's be back up here at 5 o'clock. Can't wait to hug everybody and see you tonight. God bless you. See you next time. Thank you, worship team. You guys were awesome. God bless you guys. Thanks again for listening to our audio podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at life-church.org.